And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a time to be alive, okay? Uh, it doesn't get much better. I'm feeling a little slow this morning, actually. We only have decaf coffee in my house. And we have like three tins of it as well. I don't know who's buying this stuff. Like, what, and it's decaf instant coffee as well. I love instant coffee to a point, okay? Like, the only thing instant coffee does well, decaf says, no, nah, I'm just going to take the day off. You want to you you start your day like a bat out of hell? You know, the energy required to, to rip and tear? I do everything except that. I'm decaf coffee. I just give you that sweet Nescafe $6 tin taste with none of the actual benefits. I'm decaf coffee and I... Dead set. I, we have three tins of decaf coffee. I feel like I'm at a freaking Hillsong mixer. Like, it should be illegal to sell. I hope whichever one of my roommates is buying this stuff is doing it by mistake. Because because I, I, we were out of coffee beans for the coffee machine. I go, no worries. I reach for the first Nescafe. It all looks the same. Decaf. Second one, decaf. Third one, I go, I don't think Woolies even stocks three decaf coffees at one time. I don't think they do it. So I go, I go the maths is on my side that this is going to be actual coffee. Decaf again. Shock, they're all filled to the brim. They're not popular, okay? And whichever one of my roommates is filling the cupboards with this trash, please stop, okay? Please stop. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm feeling a bit, bit how you going, but always good to be out and about. Um, quite a bit to get through today. A big weekend of uh, mixed results across the board on and off the field. Um, firstly, Friday night, the lads returned to our favorite Chinese restaurant. Um, now, this Chinese restaurant, The Perks, it's within walking distance, and there's a bottle on the way. Uh, the, the cons, they're actively rude to us. The head chef has previously threatened us with a knife when we were trying to pay. And also, the food is, I don't want to speak out of school, but uh, like it's not good. It's not good. But... Um, they turn a blind eye to some of our behavior as well. So it's tick for tack. Um, you know, when my roommate Maka is two bottles of red deep talking about some horrific shit from the previous weekend and there's a family of six behind us trying to celebrate Timmy's birthday, they do nothing about it, okay? They let the boys run free, okay? They know when Maka's standing up at the table holding court not to interrupt him, okay? He's mid-yarn. So... It's always a good time there. Um, as per, we were one of only two groups in the entire restaurant, yet it still took an hour and a half for our entrees to come out. Uh, and also, at this restaurant, they won't necessarily bring you the entrees in the entree position. You want spring rolls? Well, guess what? You might be having those for dessert. Okay? They might just... We've had the first dish to come out, Mongolian beef with no rice before. And that's just how it is. Then your prawn toast comes out an hour into the meal. They don't, they don't sort of bend the knee to conventional Chinese restaurant, uh, you know, traditions. But it's a fantastic place. Um, yeah, you've got to be careful with what you order. Take a risk at your own, at your own fucking risk. <laughs> dude, one of the lads ordered the seafood surprise. Surprise, it was fucking shithouse, dude. Not good at all. Um, some of the seafood 
Also, I will say none of the seafood was identifiable. It was like they had. It was it was a genuine surprise. It was like surprise. What animal is this? Um, and it was a mix of uh, I don't know what you would call it, but some of it was deep fried beyond belief, and and the rest of it was way too raw. So that was really on us. We sh- we know they can't do seafood well, and we tried to order it anyway. Um, but the thing with this restaurant is, unless you want, uh, I would say honestly, apart from Mongolian beef and chicken based dishes run run for the hills um but we had a great dinner uh we went afterwards swung by the local liquor land uh the bottle shop on the way back double trouble for the lads i thought just buy a nice bottle of red um to go with the the bottle we just had and um we'll head on home and just sort of just wind down you know just bloody wind down Anyway, I don't want to speak out of school. We were a bit out to lunch after the Chinese restaurant. We'd each had sort of six beers before we went, bottle of red while we were there, and some light narcotic use beforehand as well. So we were sort of not on the same plane, maybe, as the Liquorland employees. Um, unfortunately, I was... Re- no, I was going to say receive service. That's not true. I was refused service at Liquorland, which I didn't even know was a thing. The girl said, I can't serve you. I said, no, 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 I don't want a vodka Red Bull and a table. I just want this $7 bottle of red and then I'll be out of your hair. You know, she said, no, I can tell you've been drinking. And I didn't know I was getting refused service because I didn't know you could. So I said, I said, yes, we've been drinking quite heavily, actually. It's not Blue's Clues, babe, just the $7 red. Thank you. Um, so I thought the deal was at bottle shops. If, if you... It didn't matter if you were licking the floor. As long as you could tap your card, you could have whatever you want, you know? But unfortunately, it's not the case. There was, it was, it's apparently the bottle shop turned into some sort of a pub while we were gone. Um, I was half expecting a Samoan bloke in high vis to drag me out. Um, but it was very embarrassing for me. Luckily for me, Sam steps up and he says, don't worry, Bill, I'll get the wine. I said, okay, no stress. And when I say luckily for me, he was also refused service, as were the other two blokes. And that really saved me some pretty serious embarrassment. I mean, to be 25 and getting refused at a liquor land and having your friends buy your drinks for you, um, embarrassing. But having them, and they're also older than me, they're all older than me. So I said, well, 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 lads, I might be 25, but aren't you 28 and 27? You sick fucks. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. And then from there... I had become the alpha. In, I'd just gone from being refused service at a liquor land and now I am once again the mainstay of the group. So I guess what I'm trying to say to liquor land is thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so the next day woke up um, sort of quite hungover, but it was quite an exciting day on Saturday. I was finally invited on the Luke and Lewis podcast. It's a very popular podcast. Um, if you're not familiar with Luke and Lewis, they come from a long line of the traditional owners of podcasts, uh, which is straight white males. And, um, they're very popular YouTube personalities, stand up comedians, um, and just fucking absolute legends. I don't want to speak out of school, but I am friends with them away from the podcast. So a bit biased there, but they're absolute legends. They're very, uh, you know, they're just, it's a really fun podcast. I was very nervous actually. Um, not for the, um, the podcast itself. Because, you know, Billy Darcy, you know, I, I can zig and zag. 
Um, what I can't do is operate a computer. And last time I did a Zoom, I've only done one Zoom podcast before this because the boys are um, locked down in Melbourne. So my, this is my second Zoom podcast. Last time I did it on my Lenovo fucking version 1.0. I think I, I've still got the paperclip man on mine. That's how far behind I am with technology. I've still got the paperclip man giving me grief on a daily on a daily basis. You know, I don't know if this is, I think I'm, my computer might have a glitch. I thought the paperclip man was strictly Microsoft office. I've got mine all over the computer giving me grief. You know, really, Billy, is that the, is that the sort of weird shit you want to be looking at the, on the internet right now? It's like, all right, paperclip man. If I misspell a word or don't know how to format my margins on Microsoft word, I'll give you a call until then. Let me bloody get up some late night shit in peace, okay? You sick fuck. But yeah, so my computer's horrendous. Um, also, the last time I did a Zoom podcast, I got um, I got zoomed into the middle of it. Like I hit Zoom and and I was I zoomed them. You know, I, I drive the Mazda Metro. It's Zoom Zoom, babe. Um, but I zoomed in and um, I got I got zoomed straight into the middle of the podcast. Like I connected with them on the zoom and it was the podcast had begun it was like 20 minutes in and they were they were they were into it they were just they were talking about um sort of the issues and i'm i just sat there for 10 minutes in complete silence i didn't know what was going on i didn't know if they could see me or hear me it was a freaking it was embarrassing it turns out um they intended to mug me off that was the whole point so i was very nervous about the zoom also last time my internet glitched out heaps I was like, fuck, this is going to be so embarrassing. I get invited on this great podcast and I, I'm, I'm really worried about my ability to Zoom. But I borrowed um, my roommate Adam's um, laptop. He's got a MacBook Air, the new one. Now, Adzi's quite a, um, a shrewd customer, actually. He recently came into a fair bit of cash. And uh, like any man worth their salt who absolutely doesn't need a laptop in any way, shape or form outside of maybe pornography and Disney+. Plus. Um, he went and bought a $3,500 best laptop you could possibly buy. And it sits on his shelf like a fucking paperweight, dude. It's I, I think I was the first one to use it for, for something other than porn. Um, I opened it up and installed the Zoom app. And the computer actually said, aren't you looking for Pornhub? I said, no, no, I'm the captain now. Okay, I'm, I'm using you for what you were designed for. Telecommunications, okay? So I had the MacBook Air. Um, I hotspotted my mobile, had the full setup. I, I zoomed in, zoom, zoom, and and the podcast had not started. They they it was a good intro, and the podcast was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was great. I uh, highly recommend you listen to it, Luke and Lewis. I don't know when it comes out. I didn't ask; they didn't tell me. Also, I just realised that Superwog thing I did never came out either. This podcast may never be released, this Luke and Lewis one. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe people don't want to release stuff with old Billy D's mug on it. I'm not sure. Um, but I would assume soon. I would assume soon. Um, but yeah, so a really fun podcast. At the end, they have a, um, a fun segment where it's like, they have a guest of the year competition. And you can sort of, um, I guess, plead your case for guest of the year. Now, a lot of people take that as an opportunity to sort of Tell, tell the listeners what's good about them. Why you should vote for Billy Darcy. Fools. Fools, the lot of them. 
Now, keep in mind, I'm the, I'm the only guest they've had on that has sort of less than 500,000 social media followers. Um, I'm a niche guest. You know, I'm, I would imagine most Luke and Lewis fans are thinking, bring back Frenchie. Bring back Shooter Williamson, you know. Um, and also, I'm not very well versed in the YouTube, uh, the, the Tuberverse, you know. I don't, I'm not familiar with everyone. Like, their biggest guest... They were like, oh, we have this guy on. He has over 2 million YouTube subscribers. I, was, I said, does he play for the Parramatta Eels? I'm not familiar with him. I must apologize. Um, but yeah, so the last 10 minutes is just me berating um, every major social media personality in Australia. Um, so I would I would highly, highly suggest you at the very least listen to that bit by the last 10 to 15 um, I told Shooter Williamson, if he doesn't drop out of the race, I will subscribe to his girlfriend's OnlyFans. And that is a threat, okay? Um, but yeah, so listen to that. After that, um, I had a bit of a, um, I guess what you would say is a worst case scenario. Firstly, I was late to soccer. And obviously, I'm the captain, and I'm also the general at the back. Um, so the boys, I would imagine, were lost without me. Um, I don't even know if they warmed up. I think they might've just sort of had a chat in the shade. Um, but yeah, I, I rock up late, um, with nil all against one of the best teams in the comp though. And it's about 20 minutes into the game. Um, so anyway, I run on the field and they say, I will, I will speak out of school. Our season is in tatters. We're running ninth with two games left. So they said, um, Billy, do you want to have a go up front? I said, Yes, I'm what's called the full package. I don't just play center back. I have skills that sort of transcend any position. Now, what I didn't realize was we were playing 4-3-3, which meant I was actually left wing and I had to also cover their right midfielder as well as being up front. It was the most running. I was all over the place. I was just, I did not warm up um, and I was gassed immediately. It was a, it was a gentleman's 28 degrees and I had 28 minutes to live. I was fucking tired, dude. But what made this the worst case scenario was my roommate, Macca, 73-time Pelican of the Week, Macca. His brother had just bought a new apartment, which just happened to be a fourth-story apartment with a balcony that was right on top of our soccer game. Like it was 10 meters back from the field. So every mistake I make, I can just hear Macca berating me. I tripped over myself at one point um, and every mis- I got ripped by some guy. I go, that's on Instagram for sure. Oh God, there, there's Macca up, up there with just sinking tins with a big shit-eating grin on his face, just berating us. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a tough game. Uh, one guy I thought was hilarious. So a lot of these guys were sort of um, quite scary. A, a lot of my comp is quite scary immigrants and I, I say that just to be honest. Um, and it was quite funny. Like, this Romanian guy's having a go at me. I didn't know what he was saying, but it was I was intimidated, you know? I, I caught the gist, if you will, of this psycho... This guy had a fucking forehead, forehead tattoo. I knew he wasn't asking to hang out after. Um, and it was so funny. Like, um, so this Romanian guy's having a go at me. And then this, like, five foot four Aussie guy had a go at me. And he was like, Hey mate, watch out with those late tackles or you'll be getting one back. And I just go, shut up. I've got this guy berating me in some language no one even speaks anymore. 
That was the Queen's English, and you're about five foot four. And you've got grey hairs in your beard. I, I literally laughed in this dwarf's face. Like, hit the bricks, mate. Okay? There's nothing scarier than a Romanian with a forehead tattoo, okay? I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have some freaking white Australian accountant tell me where to go. No way. If I'm going out, it's at the hands of 13 ravenous Romanians, okay? But anyway, uh, I, like I said, so it's nil all. I run on, I'm up front. And uh, like I said, here's the, here's the thing with me. Um, form is temporary. Class is permanent. I take the ball on the bounce, turn, turn some Serbian bloke, slot one of the most glorious through balls we've ever seen. It's 1-0. I, I put one of the lads in behind this in behind the defense, and it's one nil to the lads. Very easy game, this. Very easy game when you do the basics well, as I do. Um, so yeah, that's great. Mac, I have some of that on the balcony. Um, and we're just up and about. And yeah, so here's the deal. Like I said, class is permanent. What wasn't permanent was our lead. Um, from there it was one-way traffic. We were two-one down at half time. Um and then I will say I didn't give my patented halftime speech because uh, I missed the warm-up and stuff and I missed a bit of the game. So I thought I'll let one of the other lads handle that. Um, the goalkeeper pipes up, our goalkeeper, Joey, love him. He pipes up and says, uh, one of the centre-backs, whoever's not marking, should get free for some short goal kicks. I said, okay, never heard of that before. But anyway, uh, 10 minutes into the second half, Joey has rolled two balls directly to their striker. Um, who's then tapped it in. We're down 4-1, and from here, it's an absolute blowout. I think we lost anywhere between 7 to 11-1. I've sort of blacked out for the last 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was a horrendous game, and just a horrendous season, really. We got one more game left. I mean, when will this fucking thing, like, end? You know, please, please. I, was, I said to the ref, like, with five minutes to go, I said, mate, by my watch, this is over. I wasn't even wearing a watch. I just wanted to go home. Um... But yeah, I mean, yeah, real tough year for the lads. I'm captain and also the starting centre back, so my fingerprints are all over this one. I mean, if you want to point fingers, this guy right here. <laughs> uh, not only was my leadership uh, not enough to sort of inspire any, you know, performances of note from the lads, but as centre back, I was directly responsible for upwards of seventy percent of the. F I I looked yesterday; it was eighty-seven goals we've conceded this year. So. Still one game to go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love, I love um, competitive sports. Anyway, so then we go out because here's the thing: if I win, I'm going out. If I get beaten between seven and eleven nil, I'm not staying at home thinking about that. I'll tell you that for free. So, um, we line up for twenty minutes at four thirty p.m., which I'm not bitching. That's the norm now. We know the rules. That's why we got there at 4.30. And very lucky to, uh, to even be going to the pub. You know, I've been whinging too much lately. It's tough with whinging because you try not to do it, but it's so fucking fun. So I've been whinging a bit much lately. Um, but we, yeah, we go to the pub. And I will say this. I said that because I just like to have another whinge. Now, proper pub, like pubs and bars where like people are like, you know, you got like more than 100 people there and it's like a night out place. They need to start profiling people, okay? I walk into my favorite pub and immediately I see a table of sort of 83-year-olds having a, an afternoon bottle of wine and some freaking share plates, some oysters. I go, okay, not sure about that. 
Um, are you guys here to rip and tear, or you can have one one glass of white wine and get a head spin? Okay. Uh, like I said in a previous podcast, to all the oldies taking up seats at the pubs at the moment, you had your time in 1983. Okay, you were actively racist, and you could drink drive as much as you want. Now it's my time. I can't do either of those things anymore. All right, no one can. That's enough of the old people, okay? Hit the bricks. But then, you got the other end of the spectrum. I see the, uh, the next table along, there's a fucking four-year-old having a pizza. He's not even drinking. He's taking up valuable real estate. We got two four-year-olds sharing a Hawaiian pizza. They've not even ordered the chili prawn, which is by far and away the best pizza at this place. Not even drinking. And, and then you got all these 32-year-olds on dates. You got these like kind of like, it's like clearly a setup or a Tinder thing. And it's like, if you're going on a date, you take them to a tiny bar where you can buy this girl a 34-year-old, a $34 margarita for a 34-year-old woman. And that lets her know that you can one day afford a house. All right. That's what dating is for. That's what these small bars are for. Don't come to the pub. Like, who are these guys taking girls to the, to the, like the main pub? That's not creative. You know? What are you doing, mate? Just because you guys are 33 having one last freaking swat at love, some of us are still in the pocket, you know? I'm 25, I want a beer and a chili prawn pizza, and I want anyone not in my demographic to hit the bricks, okay? Hit the goddamn bricks. But, anyway. So we're there, we're zigging and zagging, uh, we're having a great time. One of the lads uh, did wear shorts out, which rattled me for a little bit. It was like 23 degrees, I, I thought. I'm not sure about that. Um, I brought it up with him and he was... Yeah, he, he agreed. It was a risk. Um, but anyway, I ran into this girl, Kate, who I've known for quite some time. Kate's a bit older than me and she's a good friend. And uh, so she gives me a tap on the shoulder. She says, Billy, do you want to come over and say hi to um, me and my friend over here? And we actually have to go over to their table because uh, we have 10 at ours. Um, very tough time to be a man with a lot of friends as I am. Um, you know, in any one pub, I could have upwards of 11 friends, but my table does not grant me the opportunity to indulge them all at once. Anyway, democracy is dead, etc. But anyway, so we go over and, uh, my roommate Danny's there and I, and Danny's, um, 28, Kate's 30. I'm 25, dude. I'm in the pocket. I mean... And then uh, Kate's friend is also 30. But we turn a blind eye to that. We head over. I said, Danny, come over with me. I'll, I'll see you out with Kate. She's a great girl. We're zigging and zagging. Um, Kate's friend says to me, she goes, how old are you? I lie and say I'm 27. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work it out. She's already told me she was 30. So I put on a couple of years, um, you know, just sort of for the memories, really. Put a bit of mayo on that. I said, babe, I'm 27. Um, I've just got that Benjamin Button disease. Yeah, Brad Pitt, that movie was based on me. She, she goes, 27? You're way too young for me. I agreed. Um, so, she, and this chick, I will speak out of school. Kate's friend was like really drunk, really drunk. Like she's like leaning on my shoulder and I'm not into it. That's how drunk she is. You know when a chick's like leaning on your shoulder and it's, like, it's not cute, it's like she's holding on for dear life. You know, she's not like, that's how drunk she is. So eventually, so Dan, uh, Danny and Kate are zigging and zagging. Me and Kate's friend are not really zigging and zagging. I got to say, she's 
drooling on my uh, neck at this point. Um, so we head back to the lads' table. Uh, Kate sits on the other side of the table. I go talk to someone else. Anyway, I come back. Uh, Kate, who famously said 27 was too young for her, as she's 30, she's got her tongue halfway to my mate's stomach and he's 19. So I said, well, 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 Kate, you've been, you've been blown out of the water with this one, haven't you? I said, this, this bloke was in fucking high school two weeks ago, babe. You're dead set kidding. Um, but yeah, so that was, she was shocked and appalled. Um, but also, you know, I think we all knew that she was in a mood and I commend her for satisfying those urges. Um, but obviously she was told to hit the bricks by a large Samoan, um, within half an hour. Meanwhile, my friend Kate, she's locking lips with Danny. I said, how good is this? Billy D is setting people up on and off the field, you know? Um, so another great through ball from me. Very exciting. And so I said, Danny, um, it's my round. Give me a hand at the bar. He goes, no worries. We go to the bar for, I want to say 12 minutes. 12 minutes there was one person in the line and we ordered beers not even 12 minutes i'm saying nine we come back some 43 year old bloke is hooking up with kate aggressively he's got gray hair and i don't want to speak out of school but he was a fantastic looking man um now this what happened next is one of the greatest buggies i've ever seen because this 40 year old bloke has no idea that danny was just hooking up with kate so he turns around and he's all smiles he goes, Danny, how are you? He goes, Danny, nice to meet you, mate. How you going? Pull up a seat. He goes, can I get you a beer? He starts being like really nice to Danny. Like he's just met him. He has no idea. Seconds ago, Danny was hooking up with Kate. So now <laughs> this guy is just talking to Daddy, like having the most like condescending conversation being like, what do you do for work, mate? Oh, you're a chippy. Oh, mate, that's awesome. My brother's a chippy. Good on you, legend. And then he would go back to hook it up with Kate while daddy just sits there with a beer watching him. <laughs> it was the best mugging I've ever seen. Me and Macca are, are sitting next to daddy and we're off our tree laughing. Freaking Kate's mate is still hooking up with my mate who's a fetus. It's going off at the table, dude. Um, yeah, so Danny copped one of the great muggings. Um, and the best thing was the guy didn't even know he was mugging him. And the bloke was 43. He was probably having the time of his life hooking up with Kate. She's an absolute sort. So, good on him. Good on him. Good on everyone involved, really. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, i trying to think what else happened that night. Anything of note? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, that's enough of the, uh, the Yarnaroos. Pretty fun weekend. We watched the UFC on Sunday. Unreal. Um... Our stream broke at one point. We were streaming it on some Korean website. Absolute disaster. Um, Maka had to pay for the pay-per-view twice, even though it wasn't working. Didn't come out of my account, so I'm not too stressed about it. But anyway, so a couple of things that caught my attention over the last week. Firstly, uh, this uh, Shaw School muck-up day list. Very exciting stuff for these young men. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, Shaw, it is the richest school in Sydney. It costs, I don't even know how much to go there, dude. A ridiculous amount. Um, it's in a very wealthy area. They've got like, you know, they've got a cricket oval that like is like Australia could play on it. It's unbelievable. It's like a stadium. They've got like a private gym, like private pools. Like, I like it's. I guess the gym wasn't that impressive, but it's just unbelievable, this school. And the muck up day challenge came out 
um, during the week um, of all the stuff uh, they were going to do for Muck Up Day. Now, Muck Up Day can be a bit of fun. Maybe if, you know, you throw a fish at a teacher, um, you know, roll in drunk, this sort of stuff. Maybe throw a few eggs around, TP a building. Harmless fun, really. Um, now, let me just read a few of the uh, things, just give you boys some context, you guys and gals. Um, okay, firstly, it was written in contract form. Um, basically, all the stuff you have to do on Muck Up Day, and there's different points. Um, and basically, there was different levels of like crazy shit you could do to get more points. Um, yeah, it was written in a... It was very well formatted. <laughs> And it was in contract form, which is pretty much all you need to know about these lawyers' sons, okay? They're not exactly sesh gremlins, and uh, they've blatantly overextended here. But here we go. Let me just read some of these things. So, this is the terrorist difficulty, which is problematic from the very first word. Uh, sh the Shaw School, I will say, is <laughs> not known for its cultural diversity. Capiche? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, we're basically just filled to the brim with white rich kids who uh, sort of think they're, you know, legends, as it were. But here, here's the list. Uh, so, this is the terrorist difficulty. It's get with a lesbian, three-way kiss, get with a chick that's a three out of ten or lower, perform a sex scene on the stairs of a church with a, pin a person finishing loudly, smoke, smoke your mate's pubes, eat a live small animal. That's and that's not even the um the terrorist difficulty, the grand wizard difficulty. Um and it's words like grand wizard that make me think these blokes maybe might not be the sesh gremlins they think they are. Um uh, yeah, give some give a stranger a, a strip tease, have sex with an 80 kilo plus woman, get a happy ending, send a butthole pick to a girl in our year, push a random into the water at Balmoral Wharf. Um yeah, fuck one of your mate's exes with them there. Fuck a chick who's a 1 out of 10. Catch a pigeon and proceed to rip its head off. Get with someone below the age of 15. Keep in mind, these blokes are 18. So that's... That's a hardcore crime right there, lads. Um, spit on a homeless man. Shove an egg up your ass, then shit it out while making chicken noises. <sighs> okay, so... And then some other stuff there. Wild stuff. Now, these blokes, these rich kids. Now, this is a problem, and it's it's a bit of an epidemic. This sort of stuff. We've got this sort of identity crisis in young men, where sort of rich kids in puffer vests and Ralph Lauren polos think they're like absolute pissheads, and like they look at someone like maybe like an Andrew Johns or a Ben Cousins. Um, trying to think, who's the biggest pisshead of today? Maybe like a Shane Warne character. And they think they relate to these men in some way. Um, and unfortunately, it's just it's it's just a case of mistaken identity. Um, like these kids, man, they, you got to keep in mind, these kids all live in fucking five to six million dollar mansions and they think they're like wild. <laughs> they think they're like rebellious. You know, they've had everything in life headed to the bottom platter. And they think they're like sort of like raucous legends. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Like these these are the sort of blokes who never would have sculled a beer without filming it and sending it to everyone they've ever met. You know, these are the sort of blokes who they would tell people they smoke, but it would only be guava stigs. You know, these are the sort of blokes who would rock into a, a sunny pub at 3 p.m. and their first drink order would be a bourbon and coke. You know, 
you know, they, they, they describe an afternoon on the schooners and they'd be drinking Summersby ciders and CC and dries out of a can. You know, they're, they're blokes who would not actually enjoy beer. They're, they're blokes who would not actually do anything fun. They're just so desperate to cling on to some grain of personality that they think spitting on a homeless man would make them cool. <laughs> Getting with a 14-year-old girl when you're 18. 14, dude. Like, that is raucous, man. Why don't you just... Dude, I'm, I'm sure you've got a 14-year-old stepsister at home because your mum's on her third marriage. Why don't you go lick her, you freak? Like, dead set. There's some of this stuff, dude. Like, And, like, it's like getting with a chick who's below a 3 out of 10... That's not a challenge, bruh. That's life. Maybe if you guys ever actually had more than four guava cruises on a Saturday night, you would have fucking got with a chick who's not that attractive, okay? That's not a challenge. That just happens, okay? The fact that you guys have to fucking write it in a contract and type it up on a, a Word spreadsheet is really the biggest problem here. Um, and this whole thing of like, yeah, like... Uh, this whole thing of like just doing disgusting stuff for the sake of doing disgusting stuff. It's not bants. It's not bants. Like telling the story, it, I, a good yardstick is would it make a good story? You hooking up with a 13 year old girl, 13, a chick in year seven. Is that going to be one we're going to tell for years to come? You know, the time you smoked your mate's pubes, you know? <laughs> Dude, if you're fucking in the area, why don't you just fully commit and suck him off, okay? The amount of fucking repressed homosexual energy in this in this list is unbelievable. Every second challenge involves a bloke's butthole. That's not normal, lads. That's not normal. You know? And this thing where like um like 18-year-old guys who rock around in $700 RM Williams boots and think they're like tough or like loose or like crazy like these are the sort of blokes who would unironically wear one of those shirts that says full send to the pub and like everyone they run into they'd be like oi full send full send you know it's just it's too much and and you know what i guarantee most of the blokes who are attempting this fucking muck up list thing would have already got into law at sydney uni because they're fucking nerds dude you know Everyone with it, they would have all got 99 ATARs, they would all be gelled to the fucking brim, and they would have all had to finish these freaking challenges by 10pm that night, because their mum would have been taking them to high tea the next day, you know? Like, dude, this fucking mistaken identity with rich kids has got to go, you know? All of them will quit sport after uni, they'll all join the, they'll all join the law society and the fucking young liberals, and they'll go intern at their dad's bank... And then they'll tell the story of the time they fucking shoved an egg up their ass, expecting us all to believe for even half a second that even 1% of their body is interesting or fun in any way, shape or form. These guys need to absolutely hit the bricks. I'm so sick of this shit where like guys like, <laughs> dude, guys, guys now, like some blokes have just so far missed the boat on what's fun. Like some blokes are like, yeah, dude, fuck, it got loose last night. I'm like, oh, what happened? I'm thinking, this is going to be great. What a great story. He goes, yeah, I stuck my finger on my mate's ass. Like, blokes are doing this sort of shit. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Okay? I wasn't there. If I was there, I would have probably, I don't know, maybe pulled you up on that. Said maybe we should call some girls over before we resort to fucking fingering each other, lads. 
Like, and it's this whole thing. And, and it started with blokes jumping off the roof onto tables. And the rugby community has a lot to answer for, for this sort of behavior. But this whole thing is like, spit on a homeless man. <laughs> Dude, I've done horrific things on the piss before, you know? I'm I'm not a you know I'm not I don't want to get too high horsey with this, but come on, <laughs> spit on a homeless man. It's like Jesus Christ, dude! Like just the lack of self awareness of these blokes. It's like you fucking losers. You've had everything on a plate, and you want to pull this shit. It's like tell you what to be a muck update. Why don't you freaking sit around and? For God's sake, if anyone can tell one story I'd ever that's actually worth listening to, that'd be a fucking challenge. I didn't see that on the list, you know? Fuck, what happened to the fridge to fridge? That's what I want to know. When I finished year 12, we did a fridge to fridge, and it was fucking epic. Dude, I, had to, I just threw my bike in, a, in some cunt's front yard. I said, have it. I can't get this thing home. I was licking the concrete, okay? What happened to the fridge to fridge? And then the mums, oh God, this is the worst part. All these mums from Shaw came out and said, I stand with Shaw boys, you know, all these freaking, it's like, dear God, it's, if your son's spinning on homeless men, I think maybe you might not be parent of the year, babe. Okay. And it's like all these mums coming out, like these millionaire wives. It's like, if I want to see a stepmom with fake tits do something on the internet, I'm not going to be on Facebook in the Shaw parents Facebook group. You know what I mean? Get a fucking grip, dude. All those cunts are absolute pelicans. Fucking die. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think about that. Uh, sorry if that was a bit ranty, but I just hate that shit. Um, so, and you know what? A lot of those blokes, these blokes who did these crazy challenges, give it six months, dude. They'll be saying, oh, I can't come out, lads. Got a uni assignment. Can't come out, lads. Uh, going to a banquet at my dad's company. Can't come out, lads. Can't come out, lads. Can't come out, lads. You know, they're the sort of blokes who would work, wouldn't work all year and then go on a three-month European holiday that their dad paid for. Legends. Anyway. So, I might have carried on a bit too much with that. Anyway. What about this? The Bachelor ended recently. Very exciting. Um, Now, the Bachelor Lockie. What a guy. Um, he's just a bloody... He's a bloody character, this bloke. He really is. And what happened was, it got to the finale. And this guy comes out. Now, Lockie, um, he, he's a vessel. He's cheated on past girlfriends, which um, which was great practice for The Bachelor. Um, because it's, you know, it's, it's The Bachelor, but it's basically how long can you juggle 12 women? That's really what it is. And... Like I said before, the fact he was cheating before the show even started, I knew he was going to, he was exactly where he needed to be to perform on this show. So he comes out. Um, I'm sorry, I don't watch the show. I think her name's Bella. Bella's 25. Uh, Lockie, I, I think he's like 36. He comes out and just starts crying on her shoulder. And not like, like one single tear, you know, rolling, like a real just nice moment. He's bawling his eyes out on her shoulder. I, I, you know, I see a 34-year-old man crying on a 25-year-old shoulder. I thought maybe he was going to tell her he couldn't make it to the daddy-daughter dance or something. I didn't know what was going on. But And the first two and a half minutes is just him crying his eyes out. And now she's got to coach him into breaking up with her. That's how fucking 
That's how pathetic this bloke is, dude. This guy's got a strength and honor tattoo on his chest. But fuck me, mate. When the going gets tough, eh? Like, dead set. Why is it the people with these tattoos always forget to live them? Strength and honor. It's like, well, just... Could you just look this girl in the eye and tell her you're picking the other girl? You know? (laughs) Just the slightest bit of honor. You know? You're about to go on TV in front of... What? I I don't know how many people watch The the Bachelor. Hundreds of thousands. maybe Maybe millions. And if you could just keep it together for four minutes, just be a man for four minutes. Strength and honor, you know? He was wearing a suit. Maybe if he was shirtless, he could have looked down and picked up a fucking clue. He should have got tattooed on his wrist. Don't cry, you fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> so he just cries his eyes out for three minutes. Now, this chick, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Bella. This chick, I gotta say, is my goddamn hero. She absolutely starts berating him. Not a single tear from her. Um, she was just fantastic. Not a tear in sight. She goes, yesterday you told me you love me. Are you serious? Anyway, more tears for Lockie. We got strength coming out of one eye. We got honor coming out of the other. Um, and <laughs> he's like, oh, I do love you. I do love you. Like, this is the sort of bloke who would like, he, 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 like, he would have told upwards of 15 girls in his life outside of the show he loves them. He thinks any time... A girl makes him laugh. That's love. He thinks anytime he doesn't immediately want to order a girl an Uber the next morning, that's love. Okay, so he's like, I do love you. I do strength and honor, babe. Remember? And he's like, I just need more certainty in my life. And she goes, you told me, what are we doing next year? And I said, as long as I'm with you, that's all that matters. I love you. How could I be more certain? Keep in mind, Lockie doesn't have a real job. He was on Survivor before this. And I imagine he has very few skills that apply to anything real. So I wouldn't use certain to describe his future in any way, shape or form. Um, the only thing certain about Bella is that she's about to be making hundreds of thousands a year on Instagram. So if you want to worry about money, Lockie, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stress, mate. I would not stress. And also, the other chick's 30. So if you want longevity on the Instagram... You'd be picking the 25-year-old, just saying. But anyway, so he's still crying his eyes out. And she goes, she goes, are you freaking serious? She's just berating him. I love this chick. And then she turns to the cameraman. She goes, can I go? And then she goes, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to leave. And she just walks out while this freaking 37-year-old puddle, former criminal is just standing there just crying all over this beige suit they've dressed him up in. Dude, freaking hilarious, dude. I love I love The Bachelor. And by I love The Bachelor, um, I love the clips. <laughs> I have no idea when it's on or how to watch it. Um, but it was a freaking phenomenal finale. Um, and go follow that Bella chick on Instagram. I haven't followed her yet, but I look forward to it. Um, and it just goes to show, dude... Um, if you... And, and I think she's going to be the next Bachelorette. It just goes to show, The Bachelor, I think, is honestly the one you want to go on these days. If I could go on any reality show, it would be The Bachelor. Um, yeah, like, there's been some poor decisions on there before. One of the lads picked, um, one of the Bachelors picked the girl who had a kid at home. I mean, I'm telling her to hit the bricks before her feet even hit the ground out of the limo. What's that? You got a kid? I'm out of roses, babe. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks for your time. So this, and then obviously we had strength and honor Lockie sort of, I think he's still crying. 
Um, I don't know how you can look people in the eye after behaving that way, to be honest. But I guess he's a very rich, very good looking man. So he'll be fine. But dude, I would love to go on The Bachelor. My problem is I'd fall in love with every single girl. Osha would do the rose ceremony. I'd give every girl three roses. I'd say, Osha, bring him back next week. This is fucking unreal. I wouldn't pick any of them. Obviously, the ones over 30, probably they'd go. Anyone with a kid, they'd go. But I tell you what, if you want to rock in with a high ponytail or a fringe, you'll be getting a few roses, babe. A fair amount of roses. Um, also, if you have a stable career that could support my my stand-up comedy, you're also in. Um, also, if at any stage during the filming you wear boots and a leather jacket, welcome. Um, here, I know it's only week six and I'm supposed to give out 10 roses, but all 10 are for you, babe. All 10 are for you. So yeah, I think Bachelor is the one to go on. But anyway, I don't know. I think I kind of rabbited a bit on this one. Got off on that whole Shaw thing. And then the ba- I, I shouldn't have done the Shaw thing and the Bachelor thing back to back because I, I think they're all Pelicans. That Lockie guy's a Pelican, those Shaw guys are Pelicans. I should have put something I like in between to sort of halt the rage a bit. But thanks for listening, etc. Um, as always, if you'd like to tag a friend in a Facebook stand-up comedy video, always helpful. Other than that, uh, thanking you. Oh, long weekend this weekend, dude. Buckle up for next week's pod. I reckon it's going to be a good one. October long weekend is one of my favorite weekends of the year, dude. So uh, if you didn't like this one, I, I've got high hopes for next week's. <laughs> way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I.